Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I'm talking about Elimination Chamber 2021 um, and a couple of the other things that happened this week in WWE. Uh, it's the last day of February, so I'm just kind of wrapping up uh, March, uh, wrapping up February real quick, getting ready for March. Uh, in March we have Fast Lane. Um, there could be some really good matches on there, but uh, it's only like a couple of weeks before uh, before WrestleMania, so it's going to be kind of weird. Um, Elimination Chamber, pretty pretty solid. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, so uh, we started with a, a preliminary match, uh, a qualifier. Um, to for who would replace Keith Lee in the triple threats. And uh, John Morrison defeated Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet uh, to earn the opportunity on the, on the main show. Um, I really liked that this. I, I wish they would do this kind of thing more on the kickoff shows. It ties the kickoff into the rest of the show um, to have something that affects the rest of it. Um, and uh, yeah, it, and I think if anybody who is watching, uh, seeing John Morrison for the first time, was impressed with what he was doing, uh, would go, hey, I want to see this this title match that he's going to be into. And it's also a multi-man match, so that should be pretty cool. So um, yeah, um, if they have like qualifier matches... Or uh, like the semifinals of of a of a tournament on the kickoff show, and then the finals of that tournament be on there, or even the finals of a tournament be on the kickoff show, and then that's for the uh, uh, championship t uh, opportunity. That would be really cool, I think. But anyway, I like that match. Um, then we had Daniel Bryan win the uh, yeah the Universal Championship. Uh, chamber match to get the opportunity to fight Roman Reigns but Roman's music hit right as soon as the match ended and uh, I thought for a second Dana Bryan could do it because he had this awesome counter of the spear into uh, into the yes lock and I was like oh my gosh he's gonna pull it off but Roman Reigns powered out of it destroyed Daniel Bryan, who had already, he started the Elimination Chamber with Cesaro. So he'd already been doing one of the most brutal matches, as they say, uh, in WWE for over a half an hour. And uh, so Roman Reigns remains the Universal Champion. Uh, then that triple threat that John Morrison earned his way into, he had Riddle versus uh, ch the champion Bobby Lashley versus John Morrison, and Riddle pinned John Morrison to become the new United States champion. Um, so he was pretty mad about that. Bobby Lashley was. Um, and uh, MVP was also very mad about that. And we see backstage The Miz, who had, who had removed himself from the uh, WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match, uh, talking to MVP. Um so we had uh, then we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler successfully defend their uh, their tag team championships against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, um, and then uh, the WWE Championship match was uh, Drew McIntyre successfully defended. He was like the third to enter the match. He did not start the match. Um, I think who started it was Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. 
maybe maybe Jeff Hardy and yeah 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 it was Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton because Kofi was <laughs> his his pod when Randy made his entrance he's like ah oh, those thighs are looking real thick looking real thick you've been doing squats <laughs> so funny um so now whenever uh Kofi Kingston is like trash talking and we can't hear him I'm just going to imagine that he's actually very aggressively complimenting his opponent. Um, that's pretty great. Um, anyway, uh, I forget what order everybody was eliminated. I could scroll down a little bit and see uh, who who did what. Anyway, uh, okay, so SmackDown elimination. Uh, we started with Dana Bryan and Cesaro. Uh, then King Corbin entered. Sami Zayn entered, Kevin Owens entered, and Jay Uso entered last. Uh, so the first one eliminated was King Corbin, and then uh, Sami Zayn, followed by Kevin Owens, uh, followed by Cesaro, came down to Jay Uso versus Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan won. Um, then we had, uh, in the Raw Elimination Chamber match, uh, who started? It was uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Uh, and the, uh, then entered Drew McIntyre. Uh, as we know, Sheamus had won the match to be able to uh, uh, enter last. So uh, Drew McIntyre was third, followed by Kofi Kingston, followed by AJ Styles. And because he knew he was the next to enter, um, Amos was there. And uh, he pulled off the back of his uh, chamber pod so that AJ could uh, win Jeff Hardy was eliminated. They had to open the door. And so he tried to take advantage because everybody was like laid out, but it was pretty unsuccessful. He did eventually um, eliminate Sheamus. It came down to Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Uh, so Jeff Hardy was eliminated first, followed by Randy Orton, uh, followed by, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Randy Orton was eliminated first, followed by Kofi Kingston, followed by Jeff Hardy, uh, followed by Sheamus, and then uh, AJ Styles got pinned uh, by Drew McIntyre to win. But that wasn't where the night ended. No, Bobby Lashley appeared and beat the crap out of Drew McIntyre. And then we hear, awesome. The Miz comes out. Uh, he he initially hits uh, his, his, uh, his, like, uh, his signature DDT. Uh, it's not enough to put away Drew McIntyre, but he hits the skull-crushing finale. I am adamant that I, I, I truly believe that the skull-crushing finale is the most protected finisher in WWE. Since I started watching, again, at res, uh, watching WrestleMania 32, I wasn't there. I just, start, I just subscribed to the network that day. Um, I do not recall ever seeing the skull crushing finale get kicked out of. It has always put away the Miz's opponent. The question that, that, that they leave just the question of if his opponent can wriggle out of the setup for it. Cause he, the, people wriggle out of the setup a lot, but if he gets that move on his opponent, they are done so this cash in was perfect there is a chain of events not just throughout the last few weeks not just through the last few six months but every single thing that happened on this show 
involving this match was setting up for this cash-in. Because we had, while The Miz had already removed himself from the Elimination Chamber, John Morrison did not get his spot in the Elimination Chamber to take The Miz's place. Um, so if he had not done that, then he would not have been available to be in this fatal four-way match. He wins the fatal four-way match, and because he does that, he is able to be in the triple threat in which he gets pinned so that Bobby Lashley is no longer the champion. Bobby Lashley is very angry. He would not have been very angry if he had retained his championship, and The Miz takes advantage of that gets him to do the dirty work and Miz becomes champ. Any one of those things doesn't happen. The cash in doesn't work. Well, maybe it could work. He could probably convince Bobby Lashley to become, try to become the double champion. Um, so I really enjoyed all of that. I missed the first half of raw in which, uh, the, the deal that they brokered was explained. So I don't know the exact details of it. Um, except for the end result that uh, we next week we're going to have a championship match, The Miz versus Bobby Lashley. Um, Braun Strowman challenged to get an opportunity uh, to get added to that match in a triple threat. It seemed like The Miz wanted Braun to be in there. Um, I don't think that was maybe the best idea to be rooting for that, but I could see why... He would want it to be a triple threat because there's no disqualifications. And so he could have Morrison help him. But that did not work the last time. They they faced Braun Strowman. I believe Morrison and The Miz faced Braun Strowman in a, a handicap match or a candicap match. Um, it, was, it was on Halloween. No, um... And it did not, it did not go well for them. So I don't know what they were real, what what the Miz was really thinking. I think I think the Morris that Morrison realized it's not a good it's not a good thing for Braun to be in there. But um, yeah, I'm excited for th- for that to happen. Um, we've got uh, some challenges confirmed. Edge speared Roman immediately after his win against Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan really wants in on that Universal Championship action. Um, they're, they're getting a rematch. Uh, Daniel Bryan faced Jey Uso uh, for for an opportunity to have that, that match at Fastlane. Uh, but there's a double countout, and uh, Paul Heyman offers another match against Jey Uso to earn a match against Roman Reigns next week. Daniel Bryan loves it, but adds his own stipulation. He wants a cage match. So next week it's going to be a cage match between Jay Uso and Daniel Bryan. But hopefully Daniel has taken some notes about uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in the cage back on Christmas. I think that was on Christmas. Um, yeah, it opened up the show that night. Um, they're going to cheat. Those guys are going to cheat. So be, be ready for that, Daniel. Maybe Cesaro can lend a hand. Cesaro feuding with Seth Rollins. Fantastic. Uh, he put him in that big swing 
for about three and a half minutes. I don't even know how I don't know how long, but I was delighted. It was so funny, and Seth's just flailing his arms all over the place, his jacket flying off, the the, the sound of the microphone flying out of his hand. So funny. I I'm smiling just thinking about it. It's great. That is probably my favorite thing from this entire week. There's another really funny thing, but I can't remember what what it, what it was. It was a non-wrestling thing. It was like a it was from either Talking Smack. I think it was from Talking Smack. I don't remember what exactly it was though. But um yeah, then over on NXT, we have Adam Cole just turning on everybody. Uh he he tricks Roderick Strong into uh apologizing to him. Roger Strong hits him with a clothesline when all hell breaks loose, when Finn Balor comes out, all of that. He's, Adam Cole has, has poured his heart out to Kyle O'Reilly. I'm so sorry. You should be here. I messed up, blah, blah, blah. And then at, after they hug, Roderick and Adam, Adam hits him with the low blow, super kick to the face, calls him stupid. You're so stupid. You fell for it. And, uh, yeah, what's what's Adam Cole going to do next? He's going after that that uh, NXT Championship on his own. Um, we'll see if his betrayals will uh, will come back to bite him um, as far as that pursuit goes. But undisputed era no more. Despite all of them still wearing their undisputed era shirts, um, I think it it could be interesting that they all claim to be the re- still be the the real undisputed era uh with with Roderick and Kyle uh coming back together and like we're still undisputed and Adam Cole saying undisputed was me all along this is my thing all of that and then all of them realizing oh all of our names are in the logo so maybe we should do our own things now. Uh, I like that Adam Cole's graphic says his name huge, like covering most of the Undisputed Era logo. But um, yeah, that's been great. the The romance between Dexter Loomis and uh, Andy Hartwell has been really funny. That match that they had it was Johnny versus Dexter, and then all of what the the rest of the way we're doing during that match was so funny. Um, I really like that a lot. Um, and what else? We also had uh, Santos Escobar versus uh, Karrion Cross. That was a pretty pretty solid match. Um, and we have new, I have not watched this yet, but we have new, brand new United Kingdom Tag Team Champions. Pretty deadly. That is awesome. They've posted, I've, I've mostly just seen the, the, the morning after pictures that they've posted. They're like... Uh, looking all pamper like they've they've uh they're staying at a luxury hotel in bed with their titles and then they're getting ready in the bathroom in the morning with the titles and all, all that they're just uh yeah it's uh th- these guys are great i like them a lot but uh so congrats to them new tag team champions um and next week we get mako setamora versus the nxt women's champion kaylee ray that match is going to be fantastic. So I'm definitely going to be watching that. Um, if I remember to watch it as it airs, 
I'll be doing that. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about from this this week. That was that was actually that, actually, that was a lot more than I expected it to be. So um, let me know what you thought about all of this by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses. I'll be back. I'll probably do an episode um, in just a couple weeks, uh, like well before Fastlane, um, since Fastlane is so late in the month and it's the only uh wwe pay-per-view in march so um i'll fill some time um with another uh episode or two but i'll also check out punky brewster episode six the 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 brand new show episode six um has alexa bliss and charlotte flair in that episode but i i watched the whole thing last night the whole season 10 episodes um i enjoyed it quite a bit and, but that episode was very good, and um, yeah, all the, uh, the all the actors have grown on me. I like I like everybody on the show now, all the regulars. So there you go, that's it. Uh, I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcasts. Bye. <laughs>